Chad Millman of the <laughs> Action Network joins us as he does every single Friday. Hello, Chad. Hello, buddy. How are you? Tremendous. You? Pretty good. You know what's funny? Uh, I'm sitting under my favorite tree on my outdoor couch on my patio on a beautiful day. And I was on a Zoom the other day with a good friend of mine who had been listening to something for that you guys maybe had Steph Curry on, or maybe he was listening to a Steph Curry podcast, and yeah, maybe it said, it, it, and maybe it said like a KNBR your show into the next thing, and it was a clip of me talking about being under a tree. And really enjoying it. And it might have been the exact same question you asked, which was, how are you doing right now? That's I, I always feel like that's the way to, you know, just, I, I can get right to it and ask questions. I like to ease into it. Buy a little dinner. Oh, wine you, dine you a little bit. Is that a critique of a veteran talk show host? <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, okay, just, don't just try to check. divide us. Listen to me. That was me just, Listen that was me. me just saying I like the question. I actually, I'm, yeah. I'm approving of the question. I didn't look at it like, I just looked at it as an observation. That's it. Just, just an observation. And that's what, you know what? that's what we, that's what we peddle in here. Observations. Krug has been, has been jealous of our relationship, Tom, the whole time. And. Chad, you never call me. You never write. He was mad when you. He was mad when you gave him rice that one time. He just he wasn't happy with that pick. I retweet you guys. I I pimp your writers out like it's the best thing I've ever read. I mean, you never call. You never ask me what I'm drinking. Oh gosh, that's good stuff. Uh, I'm doing all right over here, Chad. We g- <laughs> I hope you are. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're getting very close to uh, Glenn Close territory there. I'm not sure. <laughs> I will not be ignored. Hide Chad. the bunny rabbits. Hide the bunny I'm rabbits. Boil that damn bunny. <laughs> God, I feel bad. I still feel bad for that damn bunny. Uh, so what's happening there? I mean, things are starting to get. They look like they're heading. You know, maybe baseball and get their head out of their. Uh, and we can get some golf. baseball, but okay, yeah. What's because golf's a pretty big betting sport, right? I mean, you can bet. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my butt here. Well, I mean, I didn't bet that much, but I decided. You know what? I'm gonna back Ricky Fowler this weekend. Bad choice, Tom. Really, <laughs> really bad choice because he's not gonna win. He's not gonna come in the top ten, and I have no idea where Tony Finau is. But I'm pretty sure he's not gonna beat Tony Finau because I bet him head to head against Tony Finau. So I backed the wrong pony. Damn it! Don't put the mic on. You killed yourself with the mic yesterday. It was kind of fun, but you killed you killed me. You should have asked me before you did it. But you got the individual matchups. You can bet it per round. You can bet the whole thing overall. I mean, it's just I did, talk a little bit about golf betting and what it's become because I've always kind of enjoyed it. Because when you hit, you can get big payoffs from pretty good golfers. Yeah, uh, I can tell you a couple things. One, I made fourteen golf bets. Uh, on Wednesday, including uh, Tony Finau to win. Uh, He's not going to. Including Ricky Fowler to win. He's definitely not going to. Uh, (laughs) He is far, far right now. He's tied for 103rd. And Tony Finau, I'm looking at the action network app. And there's a tied for 35. I got a cool new feature in the app where, like, any players I pick who I'm tracking in the app, and I'm looking at the leaderboard, there's a highlight of those players, so it's easy for me to find. Um, I did bet Abraham answer it uh, 80 to 1, 
and he's still contending. He's holding on. He's only three strokes back. I got okay. Justin Rose at 50 to one. He's only four yeah. strokes back. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good right now about a couple of my, my picks. And then I got a couple like, you know, Kevin Kisner to finish in the top five. I got a couple of top twenties. Um, Golf is great to bet. Like, there's so many options. There's so many markets. There's so many derivatives, however you want to phrase it. Uh, top five, first-round leader, second-round leader, um, top 20, you know, top 10, matchups. Uh, yeah. There was a who will be the lowest Georgia Tech player prop this, this week. Like, <laughs> you name it, you had the options. And DraftKings reported uh, yesterday, and I can say this with, with authority, that um, – they have it's their biggest golf betting event ever. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. No. Uh, and you know, it's it it makes it a lot more fun. I've had some pretty good luck with with golf wagering. I hit Kepka at thirty three to one when he won his first major. I had Mickelson at fourteen to one when he won his first major. I had Justin Rose when he beat Phil Mickelson when Mickelson was trying to win the Open. He was like thirteen to one. Uh, I've won like four of them. So they, but I will tell you, it, it's ner- it, it's nerve wracking. Like anybody that's played golf knows how nerve wracking it is to try to make a five footer to win the hole or win the side if you're playing Nassau or something like that. It's nerve wracking. Nerve wracking watching these guys when you have money on them. It's different than any other sport because you have money on football, baseball. Things are happening. In golf, it's like you get nervous with the guy when he's like standing over. In fact, you're probably more nervous than he is because he's a pro and he's used to doing it. But you're sitting there going, "Don't hit this in the water. Just, but just put it in the middle of the green, and we'll be good. You two putt from there, and we'll move on." But it gets pretty intense. Anybody that bets golf knows if you, watching it on a Sunday when you have money on it, it's 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 pretty fun stuff. I had uh, Gary Woodland last year. Oh. I think it's something like seventy-five to one to win the U.S. Open, um, and I watched the end of that while I was watching a movie on my laptop called Owning Mahoney. Owning Mahoney starred Philip Seymour Hoffman, and it was about a um, sports better who worked at an office in Canada and, like, became addicted to sports betting and was embezzling from the business and then going across state lines to bet in Las Vegas. And um, I thought to myself, this is just a horrible look that I'm watching this movie about a degenerate sports better um, who's embezzling from his company while I'm sweating and cheering on a 75-to-1 long shot to beat Brooks Kepka to win an enormous amount of money. <laughs> How'd that work Life out for imitating Philip Seymour? Art. I'm guessing not good. Uh, no, he was arrested at the end of the movie. They got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a happy ending. Uh, but both of you guys, what was your methodology for taking for for taking the players you took? Because you guys took two of the same in Finale, and uh, I forget the other name. But why, Fowler. It, Fowler, Why take those two guys out of? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, my uh, my methodology is going to be different than, than Tolbert's. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Uh, we've got a guy named Josh Perry uh, who writes for the Action Network who has made a living off of um, picking the right long shots to win these tournaments that are like 
not the majors, right? So mm-hmm. anything from anything on the Corn Ferry Tour to the Colonial, he had one year last year, he picked the outright winners in 11 different tournaments. And it wasn't like I'm, he's picking Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka, right? He's picking like the Finaus and the Fowlers and things like that. Um, so I usually just do whatever he does. And so essentially <laughs> I, take, I took every person he took, plus I went through like the best bets file that we posted on the Action Network and um, basically said, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this, and went down the board, and I'm hoping one of them will hit. Do you, you, you know, know who I should have bet on Sung Jaim. Sung is the hottest player in the world from South Korea, and he's already kicking butt today. He's got four birdies through 13. He's on, uh, I guess he's on 16 now. But this guy, this guy was the player of the year on the web tour, PGA Tour rookie of the year, won the Honda, uh, finished third at the Arnold Palmer. This guy's, this guy's one of the hottest names in golf right now. Sung You're right. Jai You're totally M. right. He actually... He actually came up yesterday. Yesterday we had this really interesting thing. Uh, we have a relationship with the PGA Tour, a partnership uh, under the banner of GolfBet, where we're creating a lot of content around golf that, that they utilize and we utilize. And they actually gave us um, rights yesterday to the um, PGA Tour feed, what was broadcast live um, on Twitter. We had 90 minutes of live footage, and we did a betcast. And we had Darren Ravel and Jason Sobel broadcasting as if it was um, – you know, talking about all the players and like what their odds are in real time and how things are changing. And it was uh, a they done it with like eight different partners, and this this broadcast had double the amount of viewers of any other partner, including like the Do Perfect guys and a golf a golf TV feed and LPGA feed and like sort of really endemic golf brands. But so it speaks to sort of the the enthusiasm for this kind of content, but. Um, they were also talking a lot about uh, that golfer that you just mentioned and like his history and his background and even his caddy. It was really cool conversation. Yeah, I'll be honest. I just picked Fowler because I just I, I, I go let me go with the guy with the flat bill on his hat, uh, the flattest mm. bill, and I figured mm-hmm. Fowler fit that bill. Da doom. Uh, the other theory. That's also a good theory. It's, oh, it's a so- solid theory used by <laughs> veteran gamblers around the world. <laughs> the hat uh, theory. For the most part, I'll tell you what. If I actually do a little bit of studying, I look at the course and I find out. Okay, what's at a premium? Is it putting? Is it getting it in the fairway? Is it length off the tee? Is it short game? And then I'm like, okay, who are the best guys? At those, like when I had Justin Rose to win the uh, U.S. Open, it was you got to get the ball in the fairway in the U.S. Open. He was near the top of the list. He's always good at putting the ball in play. Uh, when I won uh, with Kepka, that course, I forget what course it was. It might have been the one up in Washington, but not positive. Uh, I, it was length off the tee, and I knew Kepka could hit it a mile, and I just knew 33-1, to 1, and he was a good player. Again, when you bet 33-1, to 1, you're not expecting to win. You're just hoping that right. he's around there somewhere right. and can give you a shot. But, yeah, I just look at I look at what is at a premium for that course. Like, wh- what do you need to be able to do at the course? And then I just find the guys that do that well and just try to – pick one out of that i mean for me it's not that complicated because there's a lot of different stats you can get into with uh with golf but i just try to keep it simple there's three or four things uh usually at a golf course or every golf course and there's a couple of them that are the premium find the premium things at the golf course find people that do those well and go from there 
I think that's a pretty good um, that's a pretty good philosophy too, and it's much more in depth than I expected. <laughs> wow! Look at wow. you. You must be getting loose already with a cucumber martini. <laughs> this, what is this? A delta? Is this a delta gamma rush event? What, what the heck's going on here? <laughs> what, what are we so, what are we looking here? at? To, what are we looking at tomorrow with uh, UFC? How's the UFC been doing uh, after time off? Is so it handicapping smaller? Has it been, it been really good? So good. It's been great as a, as a betting event. It's been phenomenal, and um, the fans have loved it. You know, last week in the Nunez fight, another big event. People are really excited about that. Um, so, yeah, it's been great. And, uh, you know, we're, we're super enthusiastic. I think they just announced another great card for uh, the end of June, I think next, next weekend maybe. Um, but people are, people are jamming on it. They love it. Is there any way – how do you look at it, or how do your guys – look at it because it's kind of tough uh i know something about the fighters but it's not like boxing uh, the no. ufc can go can go off script uh rather easily because you're not expecting a knee you get a knee to the head and all of a sudden uh you're on your ass and the fight fight is over so there are big favorites like nunez was never going to lose uh that fight too i think it was uh felicia spencer i mean that was just that way, although I wouldn't have bet a million like that guy did in Vegas to win one hundred and sixty-six thousand. A little rich for my blood, even though about a round through the fight, you're like, God, this guy's just sitting back smoking a cigar right now. Going, I got, oh, yeah. I got, I, I got one hundred sixty-six thousand coming my way. It's like free money. Of course, that you got to watch around to to know it. But are there things that when you're breaking down the UFC, your guys are breaking down the UFC, they're looking at, or is it just watching it and knowing the fighters and knowing the styles? And who matches up well with who? Well, I think it's I think it's form first, and so not not dissimilar from golf or soccer, right? You're looking at how they perform recently. You're mm-hmm. looking at um, how they, they and like what is their level of stamina compared to who the fighter is going to be. But it's also about you know the the thing about UFC that's so interesting is. Some guys are good punchers. Some guys are good at, at jujitsu. Some guys are good at wrestling. And you really need to be able to figure out which one of those advantages that the fighter has is going to be the better advantage against their opponent. Um, the thing about, about UFC is that it usually plays to form. You don't get a ton of upsets. And if you do get an upset, it's usually like um, a fighter who people in the know believe is the better fighter, but they're not the brand name. And so you're getting a brand name who's at the tail end that probably isn't as good a shape as they were. They used to be, Um, but they're favored because it's such a public sport. Bookmakers know they can favor the more popular guy because that's where the money's going to come in. And that's when the professional likes to find the edge. Yeah. Hey, before I let you go, what are you cooking tonight? What do you, what are you drinking? You going back to the cucumber, uh, cucumber and vodka? Or are we uh, straying off course Friday? I will tell you that I had a bit of a rough night last night, and so really, you know, well, my younger son kicked us off like barreling upstairs. Hey, Dad, you want a drink? And I'm like, okay. So he made me a whiskey sour, and then a buddy of mine called me after dinner, and he's like, hey, you want to come hang out? It's a great night, and so. I went over there, and 
you know, you want to be safe. And so I brought my own glass and I brought my own bottle of Macallan. And like yeah. I'm walking down the street and my wife is like, you look really funny carrying a glass and a bottle just out like that. And I'm like, what am I going to do? It's like, I, I, like I'm going and I don't want to touch his stuff. So this is what I got. And it was a pretty night and there was like a fire going. And so it lasted a little longer than it should have. And um, my belly, my belly hurt this morning. So uh, <laughs> I might, I might, I might lay low. And then my wife just texted me. She's like, we should invite people for drinks tomorrow night. So I might try to, you know, detox. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, champ, take the night off. You've earned it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not what Hair you used do- to be, Hair though. The dog You're moment. not what you used to be. I just go. love though that the story started with your young son just bounding up to you going, Hey dad, can I make you a stiff one? I just uh, You must be proud. You must be It's very beautiful. Proud. It's beautiful. We've we've given up on the parenting. Um, so You ain't the only one. Kind of a kind of a free for all, right? Yeah, now oh, yeah. In our house. yeah, 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 yeah. We are we are uh we're we're free range parenting. Uh, you know, yeah. leading yeah. to feral children around these parts. So I hear what you're saying, bro. I can see that. <laughs> that is the great. That is the best way to describe it. it I can see Chad on a Saturday. Neglect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, marketing. Hey, son, get the glasses. Let's break down Saratoga together. <laughs> Father yeah, of the right. year. Father of the year. It's amazing <laughs> what you've done with that kid. Hey, have a good weekend. Have a good night. Say, to take care tonight. Maybe get to bed a little earlier and then get after it again tomorrow. I'm going to go watch. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about the movie The King of Staten Island. My wife is from Staten Island, and there's a new movie that came out like on Netflix, a Judd Apatow movie. So I'm trying to convince her to watch that with me, but she's like anti-Staten Island, so I'm not sure it's going to work out. <laughs> good luck with that. Trick her. Good luck with mar- go Chad. Mar- marital relations. <laughs> All right. <see> Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Millman, head of media for the Action Network.